Hello everyone, my name is Oweta Wanomran, and this is my channel, It Pays to Fear God. This is where we learn about God, His beloved Son, Jesus Christ, and their kingdom purpose, the three most important subjects that we can ever learn, talk, or discuss about in the entire Holy Bible, according to John chapter 17, verse 3. The subject that I have prepared for you and myself today is captioned, Are You Really a Christian? However, before we get into any of that, I once again have a tune and some of us might be familiar with. Once again, the subject that I have prepared for you and myself today is captioned, Are You Really a Christian? About two point something billion people in this world claim to be a Christian. They claim to uh, follow the faith and belief of Christianity, and they generally claim that they believe in Christ, and they believe, therefore, that they can inherit eternal life. He that believeth on me has everlasting life according to John chapter 6, verse 47, said by Jesus Christ. However, many of them don't really know anything having to do with being a Christian. They just think it's a title that they can say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, I live in a country that has Christianity as its main religion, or something like that. We must have the understanding that being a Christian is not just a title. It's not, it's not even just a faith. It's something that you have to be. It's a life that you have to live. And the Bible has indeed showed us this. Most Christians don't really know how to live the life out. They just know, some of them even know how to preach very well, but they don't actually live the life out. And such people are hypocrites. They pay lip service and attempt to pay eye service to God, but they aren't really paying true service. Ye hypocrites, well did his eyes prophesy of you saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. As Jesus Christ said to the Pharisees in Matthew chapter 15, from verses 7 to 9. This, is what, this wasn't just to the Pharisees that he was specifically talking to back then. It's also to many Christians in these last days, professing that they are Christians, but in reality, they really have nothing to do with Christianity. They just go to church, they say that they're Christians, but they really have nothing to do with it. And it's not the hearers of the law, people who hear the truth, that are going to be justified, but it is actually the doers of it. According to Romans chapter 2, verse 13, John chapter 13, verse 17, and many other places all over the Bible. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall inherit the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. 
As Jesus Christ had also stated in Matthew chapter 7 from verses 21 to 23, specifically verse 21. It is very important that we so-called Christians or actually true Christians accept that it is God's righteousness that is actually righteousness and not our own personal righteousness. Many Christians have found a habit of trying to sell their righteousness to God instead of trying to accept what God has sold to them. It is very important we are not creating our own personal righteousness, possibly a mixture of God's righteousness and what Satan does, but rather accepting God's righteousness as the full and best right kind of righteousness that there is and actually follow it through to the end, according to Romans chapter 10 from verses 1 to 3, specifically verse 3. Now, many Christians that call themselves Christians are accused or do something very bad, and that is serving to gods or serving to masters. Now, this does not literally mean you serve maybe a physical human being and you serve God, because I mean, the apostles, for example, had made clear made it clear that you can't serve God and somebody else. You can't fear man, you have to fear God. According to Acts chapter 5, verses 28 and 29, specifically verse 29. However, this Christians must have the understanding you cannot drink from God's cup and Satan's cup at the same time. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 21, you can't share the, those two opinions because they're completely different. According to 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 21, you cannot serve two masters. You will rather love the one and hate the other, or else you will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon, as Jesus Christ had stated in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, and Luke chapter 16, verse 13. You must stick to one side. In fact, it is even better for you if you don't worship God to just stay like that than to attempt to worship God, but then in reality you're just trying to juggle both sides. People who do that are going to be the ones inheriting the worst punishment. We as Christians, if we d decide to be Christians, must decide with the fact and understanding that it comes with many other things. It comes with the fact that we have to drop all other things. We have to love God with all our heart, soul, and might. According to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, we can't have any gods before or beside God. According to Exodus chapter 20, in verses 3, 5, 6, 7, it is very important we understand this. Now, Actually going into attributes of a Christian, which we could use to really convince ourselves, or at least let ourselves understand whether we are true Christians or not. To start off with, before you can do anything to having to do with ex executing the actual laws and principles of God, you first of all have to know the truth. Many Christians haven't even gotten to the very first step of knowing the truth. You have to study it before you can actually go execute it. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a work man that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. It's hard for us to really call ourselves Christians, and if somebody asks us who God is, we can't tell them. Jesus Christ, we can't tell them. God's kingdom, salvation, anything like that. If somebody asks us such questions, and we can't tell them, as basic as those subjects are, who they are, then we really are in trouble. Because it is likely that if we can't tell other people, then how are we really going to be worshiping God? It is very important that we study the truth, because if we do so, it will make us free. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, as Jesus Christ had stated in John chapter 8, and verses 31, and 32, and 36. It's a two-edged sword. It not only discusses 
it not only actually goes against the preacher or the discussor or whoever, but it actually also judges the person who is listening. So let's say it might judge me, and it might also judge you. It's a two-edged sword. According to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it is very important, therefore, that we understand what the truth is. And once we understand it, it is like a lamp onto our feet and a light onto our path. According to Psalm chapter 119, if we read verse 105, you can also read Proverbs chapter 20, verse 1, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23, and many other places all over the Bible. Now, once we get the basic uh, knowledge of it and we start to understand how it really is to be a Christian, the next thing are the attributes. And the attributes are some things that are really important because there are people in this world who profess to be Christians, they try to learn about the truth, but their attributes, their heart condition, it's in the completely wrong side of things. For example, uh, the fruits of the Spirit that Paul had talked about in Galatians chapter 5, in verses 22 and 23, are many. For example, love, joy, peace, contentment, goodness, gentleness, meekness, etc. And some others. And in the previous three verses, he mentioned things that are works of the flesh, like idolatry, uh, adultery, fornication, emulations, heresies, strifes, and many other kinds of things. Galatians chapter 5, from verses 19 to 21. But there are many people who can teach the truth, but then they really don't behave like it. We have to be meek or humble. It's one of the main attributes. The meek will guide in judgment, and the meek will teach his ways. As David the Psalmist had stated in Psalm chapter 25, verse 9, you can also read Psalm chapter 37 from verses 9 to 11, specifically verses 10 and 11. And it is the meek who will be inheriting the earth. Blessed are the meek, for the meek shall inherit the earth, as Jesus Christ had stated in Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. Therefore, it is very important we take to heart such attributes. And in order to broaden our understanding a little bit, we can look at some of the statements and acts of Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ was one of the best examples, and still is one of the best examples of humility that we, whether we are so-called or true Christians, must take to heart. For example, he in many places had stated that his father, no matter how powerful he thought he was, was still more supreme. I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just. For I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. According to John chapter 5 verse 30, chapter 6 verse 38, and chapter 4 verse 34, respectively. In fact, in John chapter 14 verse 28, he simply stated, For my Father is greater than I. However, you can't just talk about the law. You actually have to do it. If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. As Jesus Christ had stated in John chapter 13, verse 17. And indeed, he really did demonstrate humility. For example, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, Paul said that even though Jesus Christ was in a really powerful realm, the spiritual realm, and within that realm, he was one of the highest or held one of the highest positions in the entire realm, he came down to suffer here. Because he came from one of the highest positions in a high realm to one of the lowest positions in a low realm. And he did that so that we, through Jesus Christ, might become rich. It is very important we have the understanding, therefore, that 
Jesus Christ demonstrated a high amount of humility as a result of the fact that he, having such attributes at the beginning, demonstrated them when he performed the ransom sacrifice, when in these last days he's doing exactly what God asked him to do, not doing something else, not following Satan the devil. And we must follow Jesus Christ's example because it is the only way you can inherit eternal life because he was meek and once again, the meek will inherit the earth according to Matthew chapter 5. Five. Meekness, by the way, is just an example. I could have also used love, patience, faith, etc. Many other things, because they're all fruits of the Holy Spirit. Now, the faith that we must have is another really important tool that all Christians must have. Now, saying that we have faith doesn't mean anything. There are many people in this world who say they're Christians, but um, anytime they tell people that they have faith, there might be these curious ones who say, okay, I want to find out. Do you really have faith? And this is not people who live outside their house or anything. It's people who live within their own space. Many times you might live across some of these Christians and you just look at their lives. They say they have faith. They say they go to church. But in reality, I'm not saying they're lying. But when it comes to faith, they don't really have faith in God. Because faith is believing in things that you can't see. According to Hebrews chapter 11 and verses 1, 3, and 6. However, they don't really have faith in God because the littlest prick of temptations kills their faith entirely. Our faith must not be like that. Faith without works is dead being alone, as James had wonderfully explained in James chapter 2 from verses 14 to 26. Therefore, it is very important that we keep our faith going. And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, as St. Paul had stated in Romans chapter 10 verse 17. Therefore, it is very important that we study, as I had said before and explained before. We study the Bible properly, and that is what brings our faith. After we learn about God, then we really start to believe in what we're saying. Really start to believe that what we're actually saying is true before we can go ahead and execute it. Not only that, but our faith must be kept to the end. Some people, they've got all the other steps right. But then when it comes to actually keeping their faith to the end, they fail. It is very important we carry it to the end. And if our heart condition is truthfully in the right place, not even 99% in, in our, the right place, 100% in the right place, then we will be 100% doing it all the way to the end. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. If we are made partakers of Christ, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end, as Jesus Christ has said in Matthew chapter 24, and verses 12 and 13, and St. Paul has said in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 14, respectively. It is very important we understand that faith is a really important tool, and if it is not justified by works, meaning that what we say is justified by our works, not the other way around, it is, that is the only way we can really be considered true Christians. Now, this whole idea of being a true Christian and stuff and uh, doing all these kinds of things can all be described in repenting of our sins. Now, once again, going back to the Adam story in Genesis chapter 3 from verses 1 to 6 and chapter 3 from verses 16 to 19, that was where Adam and Eve sinned and the ransom sacrifice was performed so that all of that can be taken away. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, 
and to give his life a ransom for many, according to Hebrews chapter 9 verse 28 and Matthew chapter 20 verse 28, respectively. Therefore, we are new creatures through that ransom sacrifice that was performed. The ransom sacrifice was the one that took that death away only for true Christians, and now we can become new creatures. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, yea, all things are become new, as Paul had stated in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It is therefore very necessary and important that we understand what it is to really be a Christian. Once again, there are about 2 billion people in this world, more, that profess to be Christians in Europe, Africa, Asia, North America, etc. Every continent in the world has lots of Christians. However, it is a very small percentage of them that actually are not just hearers of the law, but are actually doers of it, because it is only such people that will be justified, according to, once again, Romans chapter 2, verse 13, James chapter 1, from verses 22 to 25, and John chapter 13, verse 17. I hope we really understand what it is to be a Christian. Whether we are a child, whether we are a woman, whether we are a man, we must do what Christians have to do, and that is ultimately obeying God. If we are a child, we must obey our parents. According to Colossians chapter 3, verse 20, Ephesians chapter 6, from verses 1 to 3, and many other places all over the Bible. If we are wives, we must obey our husbands. According to Ephesians chapter 5, from verses 22 to 24, Colossians chapter 3, verses 18 to 24, and many other places all over the Bible. If we are men, we must obey Christ. Christians, Christ, that's the whole idea out of men. That's mankind generally. Women are, of, are as well obeying Christ through the man. Children, same thing, through their parents. And it is Christ who ends up obeying God. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. I say this because many people do not understand at all the hierarchy of obedience. They call themselves Christians, and yet in reality, they are trying to flip the hierarchy over. Children uh, ruling their parents, wives ruling their husbands, and many other kinds of things. We must not do this because it is not a kind of Christian behavior. I think I have made it very bold, and there is no more doubt now, what a true Christian is, or who a true Christian is. Therefore, we can apply this to the various acts that some of you might have done, and check to make sure that, are you really a true Christian, or have you just been going to church, learning nothing, doing nothing with what you've actually learned, but just within the mouth saying, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm this, I'm that, but in reality, you don't really do the works of a Christian. It is very important we analyze ourselves, self-examine ourselves, make sure we are not in that category or gang, because such people are not people who will be inheriting eternal life. We have to work our own salvation. Work, not just say, work our own salvation with fear and trembling, according to Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. And I would like to end my talk on the subject, are you truly or really a Christian? To conclude, I'm once again have a tune that some of us might enjoy.
hope you enjoyed this video. Hope you learned something most importantly. Because, once again, there are many of us here uh, watching this video, possibly, that call themselves Christians. But we must really ask ourselves the question, and use the Bible to answer it, whether we are really true Christians or not. Thank you. Oh, one more thing. If you like what you heard today, feel free to share a message at https colon double slash anchor.fm slash it pays to fear God slash message. Once again, that's https colon double slash anchor.fm slash it pays to fear God slash message. Hope to hear your wonderful feedback.